another all-new episode of the Excalibros. Yay, bam, yay. <laughs> You're going to blow out my eardrums, Dan. You just... Sorry. Am I too loud? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds a little muffled. Everything okay over there? Are you... Someone I'm all right. You? Nah, it's probably just my... Because I'm doing it on a phone, so it's all like horrible and horrible. <laughs> um, is that sound any better? You're you're kind of warbling in and out. I don't know. It sounds like you're taking the the quality of the show as a real top priority for you, Dan. Charming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will try not to shout too loudly. Or, no, no, that so. like where you are right now is like just perfect. I will literally not move from this position. Good, <laughs> good boy, good boy. <laughs> All right. Well. Dan, uh, it's new new year. Um, we we no longer have a, a, a monster at the head of my government. Uh, I feel a little more, a little less stressed, Dan. Uh, I, I feel a little relieved. I don't know, maybe you you don't as much, but things are starting to look up a little bit. Well, at least if it goes even more worse over here, I can just emigrate to your country now that he's he's gone. Yeah, um, come on over. <laughs> Because it's not, it's not getting any better here. <laughs> it's just gonna get worse. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, this week uh, we're covering four of our uh, regular books, um, and uh, let's let's just jump into it, Dan. So we got Excalibur number thirty-two uh, on here. Let me see if I can get to the creatives real quick. Oh boy, oh boy. They always hide these. I don't understand this book. It'll go like eight pages in, and then we finally get it. All right, Chris Claremont is the writer. Ron Wagner is the artist. Tim Tim Harkins is the letterer. Glynis Oliver is colors. Man, I got to tell you, the inking on the letters here is like super smudged on Marvel Unlimited. Some of these panels were like difficult to read. Yeah, the the inking, the the letters are so, so bold that it, distracts from pretty much the whole book it would seem like it feels like like um you'll have a page of kitty and the mean girls and then it's just text yeah. <laughs> oh, i mean because yeah, claremont's writing it too so yeah this is like let's throw all the words we can at it but let's talk about this cover which i think might be the best part of the book um we've got kitty surrounded by ghost head girls uh a very gender swapped um excalibur team and uh, I don't know the ghost ghost woman with a uh, a hair braid in the background. I, like it's it's crazy. I I I love the composition. Now that it's blown up, I don't know if I I like the execution of the the pencils and the ink so much. But I really love the 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 composition of this cover. I do really like it. I think um, it's sort of a weird. Um, it just it's such a weird sort of put together old school. Hammer horror esque. Yeah, yeah. But but they've added uh, female Captain Britain to it. Um, yeah, the execution isn't amazing. I do like the fact that it's um, the girls' school for hell, or the superimposed heck over it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do think that the um, I'm, I'm distracted because the the faces in the corner, the Marvel corner, they're all super chubby. Like they're all like rounded. Oh yeah. Like, totally. Like, little, little balloons, and it's weirdly upsetting my brain but no um the cover is possibly that image at the background of the ghost 
ghostly hair banded woman is probably the best part. Yeah, that it's great. I'm just uh, looking at, at the at the as you mentioned, like the heads in the corner, and they don't have Kitty, but they do have Widget, which is odd. <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird to me. <laughs> right. All right. Well, we start off with uh, Nazis attacking, and Excalibur is there to take them down, but it's a slightly different Excalibur. Like we've got our sort of standard Nightcrawler, but uh, Megan is uh, now a man, and Nightcrawler uh, Kitty is a man. And uh, Phoenix is a man. Uh, they're all been manatized. Um, and then, like, they do some, I don't know, snarky quips. I didn't really think it was that fun. Uh, the, the artwork is all right here uh, throughout the whole thing. It's kind of hit or miss. So they take down these Nazis. And the relationship with the police is very different. Um, as Commander Thomas is happy to see them and gives them, like, a high five. And then, like, a female Captain Britain, which looks like, I don't know, kind of like a skinny Captain Britain who they just pasted breasts on top of. It looks, it's very. It's like some, someone's first um, action, action man. And someone's put like Play-Doh breasts on top yeah, of that. Yeah. It's odd. Really um, weird. But the dynamic here is like Captain Britain is like the head of a school. And these are her four like wards that she's taking care of and raising. It's so odd. Um, but we're in obviously an alternate universe. And she reads them bedtime stories, and she she bemoans about what might happen to them. Meanwhile, uh, Mesmero is uh, giving therapy to the Iron Lady, um, and he's figured out how to make some money. Uh, she's got some teeth on her, I'll say that, Dan. To be fair, it's a good character, though. Yeah, totally. Uh, and uh, I guess still in this alternate universe, Kitty is going to a girl's school... Um, and things don't go well. She's having trouble with her powers. Um, there's a weird headmistress who, like, kisses her oddly on the cheek goodbye. And it was sort of... <laughs> there are weird sexual tones here, Dan, that are a little creepy to me. I don't know about you. It's not. It's not. Yeah, Clermont... Uh, there's issues. Um, <laughs> it's like, well, oh, Claremont's back. Maybe we can sexualize Kitty some more. Let's... Because it's not only that, but they have panels of like uh, Kitty. Kitty joins, and it's like a classic. Like she's a new girl at school, and all the mean girls don't like her, so they bully her, kind of bullshit. And so like they they steal her stuff, they get into fights, they show her being teased, and one of the panels they show is like her in the shower getting I don't know cold water on her instead of hot water. It's like, do we need to have uh, like ninety eight percent naked Kitty on in this book again? It's so strange. Um. So Kitty's upset, and she doesn't know why her powers aren't working. Meanwhile, um, back in our Earth, some bad people are doing stuff, and Excalibur is on the case. And uh, they nearly run into, I guess, Mesmero, but he, he sneaks by. Or maybe it's someone else. I don't know. It's not really clear. Um, then uh, Kitty decides to fight back against the bullies after uh, hearing that the school is in dire straits and needs money or it's going to close. Uh, I guess that's the B plot. Uh, Kitty decides, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a, a big girl about this, and we're gonna play some field hockey. And she kind of just beats up the, the girls. I mean, she should. She's fought superheroes. She can beat up three 16 year old girls if she wanted to. Um, she beats them all up. She wins the game. Uh, she's super happy, and so is uh, Courtney. And then um, Mesmero wakes up with two robots uh, pointing guns at him. What's going to happen? I don't really know. There's a lot of weird B-plots happening here. 
and a lot of text then, just a super, super ton of text. Uh, I don't, I, I didn't dislike this issue. It felt like just sort of an odd placeholder. Uh, there, there are some uh, panels that I think look really nice. There's, there's a couple where like the Mean Girls are uh, sort of in a threesome. One's like looking over the shoulder. I think it's very sort of classic comic booky, and uh, a few other nice panels. But otherwise, it's just kind of like fill-in art with a fill-in story and a lot of weirdness happening. What did you think? See, I I still don't understand if Kitty is in a different dimension or not. My head's like because the beginning I thought Margaret Thatcher was having a dream of gender swap to Excalibur. And then so I was like, is it? I don't know. Because, because this book's so obsessed with different realities and not not at all once will it tell a straight story. Um, I was kind of like, is it a dream? And then is Kitty actually going to Bonner School or is it from somewhere else? <sighs> um, some of the panels do look really nice. And I think um, the only thing that really lets it down is it's like really overtly dark like the inking yeah. is really heavy and yeah. the words just i can feel the words weighing down the page yes. um, there's, there's some moments where he just needs to stop typing like, <laughs> just i just i don't know there's a there's a um, there's a panel where it's just because because much like you said my um copy which is physical also has a lot of um ink bleed so there's a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of his yeah. words don't a lot of his words don't make sense. You have to really like dig what certain things mean because the ink is just bleeding over stuff. And um, right. there was even a point where I generally thought that someone had crossed words out. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I just, I, to be honest, the book's aim book feels aimless. And yeah. It feels like it's struggling to find a focus and a voice uh, outside of this really like, let's get her in a high school and I'll get her in like a little girl school and have the girls attack people in the shower and be really naughty. And yeah, because like they clearly, he's clearly just watched Heathers or something. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like, let's have like creepy Mesmero turn up. And now we have robots because why not? Because Mesmero will work for them even though he's in control of margaret thatcher it's so like really and then excalibur themselves pointless they might as well not be in the book yeah they were in there for like one page chasing someone and you're like what why like all the stuff that celebrate that celebrate claremont for in the x book proper um it's like almost as if like this book has none of that anymore because when it mm. first started it had a lot of character and now it's just aimless maybe this is where he just does like a warm-up script before he actually writes the real X-Men. It's just not working, and it's kooky for kooky's sake. It feels like if he can confuse the reader enough, then they'll yeah. think it's good. Definitely, definitely. But I'm not a big fan. Artistically, though, there are some really nice panels. I just think it's a bit too dark all the yeah. time. Like, you do not need that much shadow on someone. <laughs> like... Uh. Yes, anyway. Well, you know, as we've been sort of up and down on Excalibur for kind of like a year now, I guess. Uh, you know, a good a good issue, a bad issue, a good issue, a bad issue. This is kind of a, a middling issue, I guess. It, uh, it, I'm not going to look back on this and say I love it or hate it. I probably won't look on 
back on this at all because I won't remember it. It's sort of forgettable. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be worse. It could be we could have alternate universe Speed Racer with Wozniak drawing. Like you know, thank God for small favors, I guess. Yes, thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that was enough of unhappy uh, Excalibur. Why don't we check out Exiles? Well, Exile, talking about inking, um, Exiles 33 is a dark book. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll go with the creatives, or as what I can think of with the creators. Um, I believe uh, Judd Winnick is the writer with Tom Mandrake as the penciler. Um, yep. And I believe Tom Mandrake is also the inker. Um, on this, yeah, just as art Tom Mandrake. Yeah, the colorist is transparent to digital, apparently still, and I believe the letter is... I mean, it's a 50-50 choice, so I'll go with David Sharp this time. They'll probably be Paul it is screen. David Sharp. Yay! My book doesn't specify, but it just has names, I have to guess. Um, yes. Uh, essentially, this is like... This is that moment where someone gives you something that you want, but at the same time, it's encased in something that hurts. Um, or, like, damages you, because I've been desperate for Heather... Uh, to have any right. personality, right. any focus. Well, but, we're like 15 issues into her being in this book, and finally something. Yeah. Um, and what I got, what I got was a muddy, dark, really, really over-inked issue, which visually detracts from most of it. However, we can start on the, the front cover, which is my, which is an yes. interesting, interesting. Um, in the snow, Wolverine, um, all. Errol in the snow, and in the background is like a haunting image of the Sasquatch. And I actually do really like this cover. I think it's talking about composition. I think it's got a really nice. It feels like it's a Wolverine cover, like Wolverine's like trapped in the Arctic and is being hunted by a beast. Yes. Um, no, this cover is uh, spectacular. It uh, it feels like it's done by a different artist completely. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, it looks great. When I was looking out on my phone, it, it was a little smaller. It almost felt like a kind of like a Samini Samini cover. For a second, and and the tree, the the use of like the trees as a as a not only as like a framing, but as like a like a door for the Sasquatch. Yep. Stood in the middle. She's sorry. She sort of stood in the middle, um. But it is beautiful. But the art inside just kind of like. Yes, I saw this. I saw this cover. I was like, oh, cool. We're gonna have a great issue. And then I opened it. Like, oh no, this is a very different art. Because like, there's like some sort of. Mandrake's art lends itself to a little bit more like hu- like a humanistic approach, it would seem, like a sort of um he's more he's more bothered about sort of crazy facial features than the rest of the body, because body proportion is not something that he's bothered about. Um right. I, like I do not know how big Sasquatch is supposed to be, but I'm pretty sure her arms and legs do not com- constantly morph in size, shape and girth constantly. Yeah, um yeah. I feel like because it's a dark story does not mean you need to overtly ink it. And like it doesn't it doesn't have a contrast to the white of the snow. It sort of just makes everything look just muddy and black. Is is it's not like it it doesn't because it's all set at night, it doesn't do anything. Like if this was a brighter white and a dark black, it would be more like the front cover, using right. both the negative and both both types as you know. My mind just gone, but both um both colors in in um juxtaposition of each other to to pop the image. This is just 
I'm just going to ink. I've drawn an image. I put white on it. And now I'm going to ink the hell out of this page until nothing looks right. <laughs> um, which is annoying because here you get some really beautiful, like, written moments between Morph and Heather. You get Heather's backstory. Um, you get a lot of tragedy there. And, and, and Winnick really goes with it in the script. Um, he does what he does best, which he's done on numerous occasions in the series, which is grab a character and go, do you know what? Here you go. He was, he was their story, like he did with um, um, Thunderbird, like he did with Nocturne. Right. He just, he just, he just focuses. It's a shame that he can't focus on that character for the for the remainder of the series or whatever. But um, it's 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 it was a nice character piece. It's just a shame the art completely and utterly dragged it into the gutter for me. I agree. Really took me took me out, and that like I even like I actually kind of like the stupid lame Wolverine costume. Um, it's just. He looks like an inflatable, an inflatable. He doesn't look like a human being. He just like someone. <laughs> I do actually like the colors and the idea of it. Like the W um, as a nod to like the the, the maple leaf on Vindicator. Oh right, um, yeah. So I do like it, but yeah, yes, and he does the fact look that... like an inflatable. He does. He's like suddenly just like bulky and like like someone stuck a whole lot, a lot of helium inside of him. <laughs> And some moments, Heather's face, she looks like a child as opposed yeah. to a grown woman, and it's kind of disconcerting. There are some imagery where I think a little bit more refinement would work, like um, some of the, like, he's got some really good reaction shots in the face with, um, with Sasquatch and the way she, like, sort of panics with Wolverine, but at the same time, it just it just doesn't really work. It kind of, <gasps> I say, almost reminds of um, Igor Corday from New X-Men, Grant Morrison's New X-Men, that horrible... Oh. A horrible feeling artist which to this day i try my hardest to be like it's okay no <laughs> it's not that bad but it's 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 horrendous um so yeah um it's like a 50 50 book for me i really enjoyed the script i really did not enjoy the art at all um because all that really happens um because i don't think i said what actually happens is that nope. <laughs> is that wolverine they morph and morph and heather uh morph and sasquatch end of bonnet it, it in Canada, in the snow, and there's a fell Wolverine just after like the Weapon X project, and hunts them down, and basically they have a bit of a scuffle with him a few times, and it's Morph and have a talk, and they're quite sweet to each other. You get a bit of backstory. She kills Wolverine in her own universe, and she thinks she's going to have to kill him here, but she's but by far she um, does anything she may regret. They she teleports away, leaving Wolverine in the snow. It's very much not a not a non-story. But like, it's more of a character book. And, uh, totally. Plot. But I, I did enjoy the plot a lot. I just, oh, the, the the character beats a lot. I just didn't like the art at all. Yeah, no, it was nice to have, um, as you mentioned, Heather gets in spotlight here. Uh, it's like, oh, it's I forgot this is an actual character in the book in a person, uh, because she, you know, barely gets to talk, <laughs> let alone have a story about her. It was it was like it was kind of sweet, um, and uh, but yeah, that artwork is it was so difficult to. I, I was just glad that there were so few words in the book, so I could just flip through the pages and not have to stare at it too long, if that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at this last panel here and how it, I don't know. It looked like someone took a like a dark pencil and just like colored something in really quickly to make the, the tree and the, the rock look dark. It looks 
I, I dare say amateurish. It looks rough. It's not. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of done with this book, Dan. Uh, not 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 like done with Exiles. Just done with talking about this issue because I don't want to examine this artwork anymore. Uh, and this is called what the farewell part part two, like another farewell. Like is this Winnick saying goodbye again? I guess maybe. I don't know why it's called a farewell part two unless everyone is all the other characters are going to be saying goodbye to people they lost. Not certain. Yeah, maybe. Well, uh, but I will say, looking at the, the cover for the next I- issue, I'm like, hey, I want to see what this is about because uh, that looks like a great cover. Yeah, the um, I think that it'd be nice to see uh, where we go next because if it as 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 this is a focus on Morph and um, Heather, I think next time it's a focus on um, uh, Sunfire and Nocturne, isn't it? Um, well, yep. some, well, mainly yep. Sunfire. But it's a really lovely cover, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, the cover is a different artist. We're back to, like, our standard um, Exiles artwork inside the next book, which is great. But the cover is spectacular here. Yeah. It's the same same people. Is it Feister and Harris? I don't even know who that is. Is that Bob Harris? (laughs) No idea, actually. We'll need to Uh, uh, investigate more. Yeah, but these these covers are spectacular. Well, uh, all right. That was... Exiles number 34, uh, sort of a, a nice character moment with some terrible window dressing. Whew. All right, let's let's look at X Factor number 79. Uh, Dan, we're, we're 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 done with our, I guess not done. I'm thinking that that strife, ex, that strife story is is the past for us, but it's still the future for this book. It's 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 confusing me a little bit, just like X Men comics. Normally do. All right. Uh, this book is composed by Peter David. The melody is by Jim Fern. Harmony by Al Milgram. Notes by Michael Heisler. And the chorus by Glenn Oliver. Um, and on the front, we have uh, uh, multiple man and Quicksilver sort of laughing, I don't know, maniacally with joy as they float uh, on the air of as musical notes play in the background as some random person in blue is playing a violin. Um, I I think this is another like really interesting cover. I, I think uh, the way that that multiple man and Quicksilver's bodies are laid out is a little awkward, but otherwise I think this is a quite uh, interesting look. What do you think? I think it's very striking. Um, isn't yeah. The, 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 yeah, multiple man and Quicksilver are all get weirdly placed. But like, is this Kate Chisada? Yes. Yeah, Mr. Editor-in-Chief um, himself. But yeah, I think it's quite fun. I like the musical notes. It definitely would, um, if you watch into a comic book shop, it definitely would stand out um, more than most. Um, oh, totally. Uh, we shall see. Yeah, well, we start off with, with um, artists is still sort of, I don't know, mimicking, aping a Strowman a little bit here. Uh, I, I guess I don't know if this is a fill-in or if Strowman is fully off the book at this point, but uh, I, th- I think they're trying to transition the art style a little bit. Um, Strowman, Strowman comes back next issue. Um, oh great! Because I think it even says at the end of oh, this one <laughs> that he returns. Don't worry, kids. Yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. Definitely, it's definitely a sort of a let's try and do my best impression kind of thing. Right. I don't, I don't think it's terrible. It's just uh, you can tell it's it's something different. 
Uh, so we start off with uh, an empty room, well, a room with an old man in it. An old woman comes in to see how he's doing, and he's dead. And she looks out the window, and there's a blue person, and she screams. Um, meanwhile, back at the, I almost said Avengers Mansion, but Guido's place, um, multiple men and Quicksilver have like a piano playing contest. Um, and uh, I thought this is this is really fun. Not like the, the bad music. Like they they bet who's gonna be a better better piano player. Quicksilver gets on and it sounds terrible, and they're like, "Hey, stop it! It's awful." That wasn't a funny joke, but like because he's so super fast, he's able to get in so much practice uh, in like 20 seconds that he becomes like a, a really nice piano player. I thought that was a nice little moment, Dan. That was actually quite a nice like, and a nice like look at his power outside of he can just run really fast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Um, I'm really happy that uh, Glennis Oliver is still in this book because it does sort of keep a uh, thematic, uh, artistic tone, even when Strom is not on here. Um, but outside of uh, Guido's place, we've got this woman in blue being chased by the police. Uh, she busts into a music store, pulls out a violin, plays some music, and then the, the police go dumb. So obviously she's got some music powers. Um, meanwhile, Guido is getting ready for a date uh, with someone. Uh, it's kind of a joke that he's dating a celebrity. Multiple men can't believe it. And then multiple men and Quicksilver go out on a mission together. And there's some, like, quips back and forth between the two. They're not really friendly or friends. Um, and they it's it's almost like a buddy cop movie. Like, I don't like you. You don't like me. We've got a mission. And then halfway through, they're, they sort of team up. Um, it's kind of standard. Uh, it, it didn't really, I don't know, tickle an, an itch for me one way or the other. Uh but um, they're, they're tasked with chasing down this blue woman. Um, and in the end, they, they find her. Um, she's got magical mutant music powers, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> they, they catch her. Uh, she uses her music to, to like, hypnotize them. Uh, there's a hilarious... Is it hilarious? I don't know. Uh, it, it would be misogynistic if, if she wasn't in control. But there's a moment here where uh, multiple men is in, the, like, a, a wheat field naked, and she shows up and he envisions that they're like together and he, he like can't get past it. Uh, luckily other multiples men uh, show up and uh, detain her. And um, back at Guido's place, uh, we find out that Polaris has been knocked out because blah, 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 B plot. Um, the, the issue was fine, Dan. I, I, I think I may have undersold it a little bit. I, I did have a lot of fun um, with, with portions of the chase and um, I like the colors. I, this this person gets to speak only in uh, like dreams. Otherwise, she doesn't speak at all. Only music. It's, it's a. It wasn't really an engaging like villain or antihero or however you want to categorize her. It was. It was fine. I don't know. I, I'm missing Strowman. The, the more I look at this book, the the less it feels like Strowman, and more it feels like someone just holding a candle for Strowman, uh, especially at the end where we have Rain, who doesn't look nearly as good when anyone else is drawing her, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, this is fine. What did you think? So, like, the main story is kind of, it, it's got its moments, because um, Madrox and Quicksilver play off each other quite well, but it's it's pretty much um, sort of like a really quite a, a light, plot and a light book um i'm not very particularly uh, impressed or happy with the fact that like 
Lana is shopping for a dress and is like, this might make the man that I like, like, right. and then gets beaten. <laughs> I was just like, that seems a bit much, even for 1993 or whatever it is. Um, and I don't know, it just much like you i kind of like it looks color wise i can't fault it but like the line work in places um is madrox wearing a natural like overcoat or is it just that he's like got something underneath the overcoat to make him even bigger than normal um pietro's like top half kind of sometimes resembles the top half of a teenage mutant ninja tell um because it's really round like it's really rounded it reminds me of when the the drawn in a like it it works for what it is, but it's not like it, it isn't dynamic. It doesn't when you're used to um, eating beautiful things all the time. When you get something that's slightly not beautiful to eat, you probably be like, "This is crap." So I'm probably um, being more mean than I should do. It's definitely more competent than some issues of contemporary comics I've seen, but I, I, I feel like the script doesn't really do anything. Um, it doesn't really forward the relationship between Quicksilver and Madrox other than they're still sort of not really friends. Um, right. And the cliffhanger is Lana's in hospital. And I'm just like, uh, okay, are we... Because it's a very soap opery cliffhanger as well. So it's, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit well with me. And it, like I said, the art doesn't do it for me that much. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm just mean. <laughs> No, no, I think we're both. Uh, not that the artwork is awful, it's just sort of there. Uh, yeah, uh, we're getting, you know, we've talked about it a number of times. When Stroman leaves the book, we're going to be disappointed. And this is one of those books, issues where we're like, well, it's not Stroman, so mm, I'm not, I, it doesn't make, doesn't, doesn't turn me on, you know? <laughs> well, we've got lots of non Stroman um, issues to go, I imagine. Probably, uh, and we'll we'll see how we feel <laughs> when that happens. Uh, but that's that's enough X Factor talk. Why don't we get into Gen X then? Oh uh, yeah, Gen X twenty one. Is twenty one? Yes. Um, so this is by Scott Lebdell, Chris Bacalow, Joe Pimentel. Um, apparently, they're just a bunch of guys who will be available real soon to work in the US One revival. Uh, I don't get that joke. But then I Me neither. Conscious of anything um, when I was that young. Uh, Richard, Richard Starkins and Comicraft are doing the letterings. And I'm, how do you pronounce this? The, the Boucher? The book? The book is on colours. It's just, it's, it's someone's pseudonym. It's like on colours, essentially. Uh, I imagine it's maybe Butcher Ladder, but I don't know. I don't know who it is. But yes, um, this issue is divided into two things. One is um, Howard the Duck, and the other is the kids do an exam. And that is literally um, all we're getting. Um, Howard the Duck is shaking down a bar with a chamber so that they can find out where essentially someone that Angelo knows is, like, like gravestone. Uh, we meet a character which we will probably see a little bit later on if I remember correctly um, from uh, Skin's past and he goes and uh, to the gravestone, pays his respects and that's basically it for that storyline and the mm-hmm. second storyline the second storyline is Beast is an um, exam individualator 
where Jubilee isn't paying attention, drawing fantastically hilarious uh, pictures of the rest of her classmates uh, and teachers um, as they go, as Beast goes around and talks about each individual um, member of the Gen X and then uh, talks to Monet. And we find out that Monet, while she was in one of her little, as Banshee would call it, um, like moments, I suppose, um, she made an, an elaborate origami house. And so Beast, <laughs> Beast shocks everyone and the nation by turning around and go, maybe she's dun, 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 something as simple and plain as artistic. But right. we have to like make it really big because I imagine in the 90s it wasn't something that uh, was handled well. And yeah, definitely makes not. Feel, makes me feel nervous about how, how they're going to handle it. Right. The way they handle it here is like she may be autistic. autistic. So if I said that, if I said that the um, X Factor's ending was very soap opera, this was even more soap opera. Yeah, um, totally. If this was like, I don't know if you've ever watched EastEnders, or if any listeners watched EastEnders, this is very much that feels like an end of EastEnders where they go dum 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 da da dum after it says the word autistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I don't know. It just it just kind of dropped the ball immediately. Like I was enjoying the, the issue, and then that kind of because I knew it was coming at some point. Um, but it sort of like made me go, oh, I don't I don't know if I like the way they just handled that. Right. Like, I'd I'd feel like it shouldn't have been a cliffhanger. It should be more like, oh, we'll get her some help, like a psychiatrist, and then they go to see the psychiatrist, and then that's when they find out. Not that it's like a massive thing. Um. I actually kind of liked the issue, though. I think if anyone can draw uh, Howard the Duck well, it was going to be... Sure. Uh, and the bar scenes are fantastic. They yep. look amazing. Yep. Even, like, even the kids... There's a lot of like, little jokes in there, too, I thought really worked. Yeah, like it is a funny um, little book. I, th- I think the colour work isn't super strong, but it works well enough with the artwork. I think just seeing the kids... Um, doing the little exam is really fun. And I love uh, all of Jubilee's little like drawings uh, in, in uh, the, the open spaces here. Her yeah, the yeah, they're just fantastic. I love her little banshee one. Um, yeah, <laughs> and like, she's made them sink uh, into like a crocodile man, a lizard man, and I love what she did with Paige. But um, yeah, I think it's just really nice. But it seems like it's another issue where it feels like. Um, we're getting a recap of all the characters again. Yeah. Like, and it's like, do we need that now again? Like, I know that you've got to like approach each issue as like new reader friendly or whatever. But it, do we do we really need another twenty two pages dedicated to these are how these people are again <laughs> rather than rather this than, is this is after um what's the event? Age of Apocalypse. Uh, no, no, no. This is after. Remember, they were hiding at, at Emma's place for a while, while while the event was going on. Onslaught. Yeah. So maybe like they're pushing the book afterward, and so they're trying to get like I'm just trying to like put my head back into 1996 or wherever this was after the event. What is editorial trying to do to like get people to read the book? Maybe they're like, all right, we're gonna push it. People are gonna jump in after the event, so we need to make sure they know who these characters are again. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Probably. I don't it just know. Just feels like just had one. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Sure. But on the whole, it does look fantastic. I really like it. I like the fact that um, Howard the Duck kind of just 
just stands out as such a great visual comedic piece here. And I, I don't know, when when uh, is on fire, there's no one really can beat him. Um, oh, right, right. There's, the bar is just fantastic. Even the fact that he warps the wall for a shadow. Um, so he like made the whole, he, he, he draws out all the bricks just so he can put, like lay a shadow on them. Right. Because the rest of the, the wall isn't bricked at all. Like it's just a color. I think it's just a, like a um, efficiency of design and sure. a creative um, idea of uh, visually representing what you want to do while having to rely on the, the words. Saying that there are words, there are many words, but um, <laughs> it's not it's not Clementian. Um, no, not at all. It does work. The whole thing kind of like works. Um, yeah, I think it all does work. I think the 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 test stuff is a little bit like oh whatever. They're just sort of sitting there. But the, even even like the skin uh, subplot where he's you know getting a chance to see his his family uh, or I guess that's probably like his ex girlfriend there as well. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. assuming like that 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 was a nice little touching moment and to see him like uh, evolve in the use of his powers so he can use it as a, as a disguise was uh, pretty brilliant i, I thought uh I, I thought the issue really worked i know it is just sort of rehashing these who these characters are but i mean i kind of rather have this than uh we don't know what we're doing with this issue so here's a, a placeholder bad guy with a fill-in artist you know <laughs> i'll take this over that i don't know don't get me wrong this was um out of the three four books this is probably the top for me out of all of them um because it just looks great and it's a nice fun issue but i just was like my only thing is like do we need that again <laughs> that's all i'm asking we could just uh get 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 rid of um i think it'd been easier if we just had the more fun jubilee drawings than uh, other things i don't know maybe i'm just being picky um in, in in 2021 maybe i just want more no for sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, for me, it was easily the uh, highlight of the fall, for, for sure. Yeah, definitely, uh, for sure. Not that these were like awful books uh, by really? any chance. Yeah, it's just sort of n- nothing. You know, Excalibur had a, a weird story and weird art. Uh, X Factor had sort of hit and miss going on. Uh, Exiles had a nice character moment with some terrible inking, and this was like, you know, B plus all the way around. Um, yeah. All of them are pretty like light. It feels like yes, everyone decided yeah. they wanted a bit of a light day offish. Um, apart from the Clementian one, that was heavy as hell. Yeah, um, Scalibur was super heavy. Um, I don't know. I, sometimes I think I like Clement. Other times, I'm like mm, I just want him to stop. Uh, I want to. <laughs> I can't. I'm looking forward to when he sort of leaves. So the book gets more of a purpose and uh, right. more streamlined. We've been waiting on that for a while. I think we got a, a, another like half year to go or something, Dan. Yeah, I feel like you're right too. So, <laughs> <we should see. laughs> all right. Well, Dan, um, a lot of fun as always to talk to you about these books. Uh, where all can right. everyone find us? So you can find us at Escalabro Bro there, Escalabro's one on Twitter. Um, you can just like tweet us. Tell us if you like these books or if you've got something else um, that you're interested in or doing at the moment. That I'm always up for something to read in lockdown. 
Um, you can type in Excalibur's dot com, uh, com forward slash Excalibur's. I am terrible at this today um, to find our actual uh, podcast. Or you just type in Excalibur's into Google and we shall pop up because we're on iTunes, Stitcher and all the usual um, places you can hear podcasts. So, yes, that's where you can find us. Um, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, we really sort of burned through these books uh, really quickly, uh, which is fine. Like, we don't need to belabor uh, pages or panels if we don't, we're not, if there's nothing really to talk about. But since we have a few minutes, um, just want to say Dan and I have been uh, watching WandaVision. I hope everyone else has been watching WandaVision. Uh, it's been pretty <laughs> spectacular. Uh, Dan, uh, the trailer for like the second half of the season just came out, and I'm just so excited to see the. I think we got maybe four or five issues uh, episodes left, um, but like super excited to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm really. I don't want to um, put um, a spoiler warning in. I also say now, just turn off, or we'll say goodbye later. Um, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I haven't looked at the trailer because I'm trying to like minimize my exposure to any kind of influence. Right. Uh, or anything because it feels very much like a show that needs its mystery oh um, for sure and I've enjoyed every aspect even just like I I must admit the only thing that's annoying me and it's just a, it's a fan it's a fan thing is everyone's praising um, Feige uh, when they should be praising like the showrunner because she that she brought this to the screen um, yep. but what I really do admire are the adverts and sometimes the choice of language like uh there's an advert recently in one of them which was kind of like for messes that you cause i believe is the is what they right, said right right and i was just like that's kind of um weirdly heartbreaking right um, and the more you because these adverts are obviously created but in a certain way um, so the more you realize uh, who's in control, the more each advert kind of maybe is a subconscious cry for help, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. And it just, it's just, I don't know, um, everyone's obsessed with a certain thing that happened, but I, that, that entire episode five was fantastic from yeah. start to finish. Um, just like like episode four was like wonderfully paced and like perfect reveal, and episode five was like building on um sort of all the emotions of the characters and that great surprise ending uh just like great great storytelling i uh i think dan we're not gonna get into spoilers but there is that neighbor character who i i think more and more is definitely going to be perhaps uh very important to what's going on here yeah um it's weird because it's just who who are they is my question <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of theories online, and I've been, yeah. and I'm trying, I'm trying to ignore, ignore it all and have the nice reveal. Because so I had one spoiler, but thankfully it wasn't a massive spoiler um, of a character couple of episodes. Was it episode four? A character in episode four, but I could only imagine how I would have reacted if I had episode five's massive reveals spoiled. I think I would right. just turn telly on, turn it all off, and watch it and watch it in a year's time. Whatever, but um, yeah, forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic television. It really is. It's it's just bizarrely gripping, and it it's so unique. Like nothing, um, nothing. Any, uh, I'm not just gonna say comic book company, but it feels different to a lot of shows that 
exist at the moment. Like it, it's doing stuff that um, it embraces the weirdness of of its source material, and I think that's why it works so well. Um, but we shall see where it goes. Hopefully, it can stick the landing. Yeah, of course, uh, the landing is always important. I, I think it's hilarious that a lot of people online were like, "This isn't Marvel. Where's the action? This isn't. It's just the weird sitcom thing. I don't get it. This is terrible." you've only seen two episodes maybe let this thing play out for a minute (laughs) you know there's been a lot of like awful people online not a lot but like a a vocal minority who have been like this isn't what i want with my marvel just give me people punching it's like maybe you've had a lot of punching already let's let's actually see someone tell some interesting stories yeah maybe this is the only way we can sustain a 10 episode or whatever show yeah Yeah, (laughs) i know punching people i also like that it's different run times depending on um some of them were like 20 minutes long or 25 minutes long and others have been like standard size mm-hmm. but um all i say is i feel sorry for whichever marvel <laughs> marvel tv show comes next unless unless the quality is just as high it's gonna it's gonna be bagged on so hard <laughs> it could but also i i feel like they're they've sort of diversified and i don't mean in like a casting way but in like the the stories they're telling like this is like the trippy sort of weird marvel story and i think bucky and, and uh cap are next and that's going to be sort of like a legacy more traditional superhero thing it's going to be harder to compare the two it's going to be like all right that was this type of story then there's this then she hulk's going to come out and it's going to be like this like lawyer drama with like superhero antics on top of it. Like they're going to have hopefully different flavors. So it's not so like, uh, well, you're not WandaVision. So like get it together. It's going to be, oh, it's doing its own thing. I'm, I'm hoping at least. Hopefully. I do think um, the closest, like uh, Loki is going to be like, what, trippy time travel stuff? stuff. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. Um, if anyone knows me, knows how much time travel and media mix sometimes. So, because um, I get so bored of the whole MacGuffin of it all. Um, <laughs> so, we'll see how it goes. I am actually really looking forward to uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. I want to call it Captain America and Winter Soldier, but not even Marvel will allow us to call them Cap yet. Right. Um, so, uh, I'm looking forward to it because I'm, I'm hoping it's really um, streamlined and sleek, kind of like Winter Soldier in the first place. Mm-hmm. Or like, or like um, early, early. I don't know if you liked it, but early seasons of 24 or something like that, where it's like, well, 24 was not streamlined; it was long. But <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm thinking like the, the slickness of it all, where it's all like. No, I, I get you. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized how ridiculous that statement about 24 is because it is literally 25 it, episodes long. <laughs> it's the most decompressed storytelling you can have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I like a nice spy thriller. Like I recently yeah. watched. I don't want it to be Under Siege, but I recently watched Under Siege, which is ridiculous. If you want to laugh, just watch Under Siege, uh, the Steven Seagal movie. Um, and I kind of just want it to kind of just wear its matches me on its sleeve because it feels right. kind of like and just be like meh <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> but, um, but I don't know. I I love um, I, the Falcons. One of my favorite um, Avengers. Not from the films, because I love Anthony Mackie to bits, but I don't think he's got given a lot to do a lot of the no, time. Unfortunately. Um, so I really do hope that this gives, gives um, Falcon a lot to do. That's why a lot, I think a lot of people complain that he got the shield and Bucky didn't, because everyone didn't think he sort of, in the films, didn't quite deserve it. 
Um, well, let's be fair. Bucky's not giving a lot to do there either. He's he's like bland, bland on blander. Yeah, he he is he is some he is some very white bread, um, for sure. But um, I'm just hoping that this gives them both some room to breathe, and then um, I'm hoping that my prediction of Miss Marvel being the best of them all uh, ends up being <laughs> being true. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Miss Marvel. Me too. I'm super looking forward to Miss Marvel, and you, you, we didn't even mention Hawkeye, but like having Kate being introduced, yeah. um, that'll be fun. I can't wait to see. Hopefully they'll give like regular Hawkeye a little bit more personality as well. Like giving them like a big brother, little sister relationship would be so spectacular. I would love that. It is. And and um, our hopes of a young Avengers team seems to be getting closer and closer. I generally didn't think, not, not to spoil it, but what I'm about to say might be a sort of spoiler, but I generally didn't think they'd go that far or go there at all. Not, not, I didn't think they'd do it so quickly, but they really did. And it doesn't doesn't feel like it's rushed. It feels just part of the trippy craziness that's created around her. So, I'm on board. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. Watch one division. Definitely. Alrighty, Dan. Well, uh, this was so much fun. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.